With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number 94 of the Giant Take Podcast. I'm Josh and I'm joined by my co-host Alex. We are here today, almost 10 days, uh, or I think 10 days on the dot after our draft recap episode. It's been a while. Obviously, we said we would have an episode out uh, last Thursday if anything big came out. Nothing really enough to record an episode. So we're here now after the schedule release. Um, And now I guess it starts to come where once you've been doing things for years, things start to repeat. So if you were a very, 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 very uh, avid listener, whoa, an avid listener, (laughs) giant take podcast from a year ago, you would know that we actually did a schedule um, release episode then and we're going to do one now pretty similar. I mean, I don't know what you know many other podcasts do when schedule releases come out and they cover their team obviously the basic we'll go through those big games that we want to talk about especially um and then obviously go through our record and see so far what we think obviously we'll do it now and then we'll do it all the way up until probably we'll do our final record prediction uh game before the season starts um at the end of august or uh you know early september whatever it is at that point if you're watching us, hello, I'm waving to you right now. If you're listening to us, we thank you so much for listening to the Giant Take Podcast. I'm Josh, and uh, Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited to get back at it here. Obviously, like you said, it's been 10 days. I'm ready to talk some more Giants. Obviously, it's kind of like the last bit of big news before uh, training camp, uh, which will you know be a little while from now, which is kind of upsetting. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do in the... Uh, meantime, I'm sure we'll have some fun stuff to talk about. 
or at least we'll create some fun stuff to talk about. Um, in terms of the schedule, I- I'm really excited to go over it. Uh, and, you know, it's it's kind of exciting. You know, we got the email, too, that the tickets are available. We're definitely going to try to go to a game. That'll definitely be a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, it just feels like it's kind of getting back to normal. So that's kind of what's exciting. Uh, but, Josh, how are you today? And how are you feeling about this schedule? I'm doing well. I'm uh, I'm excited about the schedule. Like you said, we're hopefully going to be able to go to a game. I'm, I'm excited that we're finally able to talk about it. We have some concrete stuff. Um, when it comes to dates-wise, we have a starting week one opponent that Joe Judge and the New York Giants can focus on as early as uh, next week, as I think we were talking a little bit beforehand that rookie uh, training camp is starting then, or rookie mini camp, whatever they like to call it, um, starting in the following few days. you have the dates for that? It actually starts tomorrow, I believe, so the rookies will be coming in to rookie training camp, and Joe Judge will make sure that it's a very miserable few days and that they got to get right to work, obviously. Um, and, you know, no time for rest, all about learning and teaching. And I'm sure Joe Judge is very excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure he is too. Obviously, he's bringing in some guys like Azizo Jolari um, into that locker room. Of course, my favorite pick in the second round. I have to mention him. But don't forget of the speedster and human choice to Kadarius Tony, wide receiver that we picked at that 20th spot. Um, but further ado, let's. Uh, I think we should get right into it, Alex. Our first, um, we'll go through the biggest kind of games here in our schedule. The some stuff that kind of sticks out to us a little bit, as long as that's good with you. And I'll start off with this first game, the Denver Broncos. Um, very interesting uh, when it comes to the schedule wise. We don't normally play, uh, whether it's an NFC East team. Kind of last two years been interesting opponents. We played on Monday Night Football. If anyone remembers last year. Um, against the, it was a doubleheader, so seven and ten o'clock games. We were in the first slate at the seven o'clock start against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that game did not go the way we wanted. Um, and then this year, once again, going against another team that uh, you know don't normally see a lot of uh, once every whatever it is three or four years, and that's the Denver Broncos. We're playing them on September the twelfth, a Fox four o'clock game, uh, and that's exciting. I think that it's also home, so. People at MetLife Stadium, the first time we're going to have fans back. I know that's a definite. We're having fans back. Whether it's 100%, we don't know that. Obviously, we're not going to know until probably preseason. Um, but exciting that the New York Giants fans will be able to see them right back uh, in their home stadium week one. So that was my first big matchup. Um, and I think the Giants can get off to a good start against Denver. I'll say that kind of little preview to my record prediction. Yeah, and kind of another big game. We got two really close back-to-back. I feel like this away game against Washington uh, is really going to set the tempo here. Our first divisional game of the year. Um, Obviously, Thursday night football, our first primetime game of the season out of the three. Um, And obviously, just coming off that uh, late Sunday afternoon game, we're getting right back at it on that Thursday, uh, four days later here against Washington. Obviously, Washington also going to be four days later. Because uh, I do not believe they play Thursday night football, so I do believe they play on Sunday. Uh, so they'll be coming and uh, you know not have much rest either. So that's going to be an exciting uh, game there, and really a nice because the Wa- Washington football team and the Giants obviously are the two more hyped up teams this year in the NFC East. It's going to be interesting to see how that uh, match goes down there. Um, but yeah, I, that's definitely a big game, and I think that's a game that we would definitely want to win these first two games. I wouldn't say they're easy games. The Broncos, you know, they're... I, I think the Broncos are a worse team than the uh, Washington football team in terms of 
their quarterback play, especially I think Teddy Bridge. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick's no angel either, but I think the Broncos have always been a little bit disorganized these past few years, ever since Peyton Manning's left. I, I think we could take advantage of them. Obviously, there's the Aaron Rodgers rumors, right? So if that happens, then I will not feel so comfortable. Um, but yeah, and obviously the Broncos probably have the best secondary in the in the entire NFL. Um, I would say. And, you know, they obviously just got Patrick Sertain in the pa- in the draft as well. So they're really stacked there. Obviously, we have a lot of good wide receivers, but that's definitely an interesting matchup that we'll see week one, uh, which I'm kind of excited to see. Uh, going over to my next, I guess I'll knock out one after another. Uh, we have the Saints in the Dome. Uh, depending on the fan situation, I think if that is 100%, that'll probably be the first game uh, in about two years that the New York Giants, uh, you know, players will be able to hear a packed indoor stadium and obviously we know that uh, Mercedes-Benz is probably one of the toughest places to play especially when there's 100% uh, amount of fans there it's funny that I have to say that now and imply like oh when there's 100% fans there it's good because there was a pandemic that knocked it down to uh, percentages wise uh, when it comes to places uh, and people in stadiums but anyway moving on I I think that another big game here just looking right at it um Kansas City Chiefs, November 1st, Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football um, and ESPN have not, and the NFL, I guess, because they obviously organized the schedule, did not treat us well as we go into a game on Monday Night Football against the Chiefs, and then about uh, four weeks later, week 11, against the Buccaneers on Monday Night Football. So if you want to talk about last year, the two best teams in the NFL were going to be playing back-to-back on Monday Night Football. Not back-to-back weeks-wise, but obviously the two games on Monday Night Football, both against uh, the first and second-ranked teams heading into this season. Obviously, we have no idea how good they'll be. Seems like the Chiefs will be staying around for a while, but last year, Buccaneers Super Bowl champions, we can say that we held our ground for most of the game and definitely could have won that game. So those are two that stand out to me. Yeah, I mean, whenever it's Brady versus the Giants, that's always an interesting one. I think the Chiefs won't be as good this year, um, they're definitely not my favorites coming out of the uh, uh, out of the West this year. I, I really like the Bills a lot, um, or not the West, the um, AFC. Sorry, I'm thinking about a uh, basketball right now because you know, obviously football's not on. There's a lot of basketball. And that's what I'm thinking about. But the AFC, I think, out of the AFC, um, I think it's probably the Bills coming out. I don't, you know, the uh, the Chiefs lost quite a few pieces in free agency. I don't think they had the most superb draft. I kind of I kind of don't think they're going to be as good next year. Uh, and they lost those two tackles as well, uh, Fisher and Schwartz, and I don't think they replaced them with tackles that are as good as those two. So I think they're definitely going to struggle more next year than they did this year. Not going to pick us to win that game, uh, but that's definitely... Uh, and if you talked about it last year, I think you could put it down as a 100% loss. Um, but this year, I think you could go in there with maybe a chance. Um, and then the next big game... Right after the Buccaneers, I think that's the Eagles. You know, week 12, Sunday at MetLife Stadium, and I hope we absolutely clip those wings. Clip those wings, baby. Come on, let's destroy the Eagles. I think this is kind of a nice period. Obviously, we're probably going to be coming off a loss in that game uh, there, but we're kind of getting to the home stretch, uh, and I really like uh, that kind of placement for the Eagles. I do wish we got to play them week one. Uh, but then in some sense, I feel like week one, we may not be as good of a team. Uh, and, you know, maybe we'll improve throughout the year and then we could really destroy them week 12 and obviously week 16 when we play them later. But that's my next big game there. 
uh, for the Giants. And then for the rest of the schedule, I don't see any big gains specifically. Um, I mean, and then it's just what I see is a back-to-back situation of NFC East rivals going from December 19th, week 15 of the Dallas Cowboys at home at MetLife. Then we go away uh, to Lincoln Financial Field, and then we play December 25th, week 16 um, against the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's like really the only big thing. As long as you're ready, Alex, we can jump right into the record predictions because I know obviously we'll have to go game by game for that. Um, So, I mean, are you ready to just hop right in? Yeah, and I know Joe Judge even mentioned it when they he got his thoughts in about the divisional, and he said he likes playing the divisional rivals down the edge towards the end of the season. Obviously, three of the last four games in the season are against divisional rivals, and then the fourth game in that final four is against the Bears, who are basically almost like division rivals because we want them to lose that badly because of their pick. Um, but yeah, that, that's all I wanted to mention. But yeah, I'm good to get right into it, uh, and we'll start. Week one, obviously, we're not going to predict the preseason games. Who cares? Um, Week one, Sunday, 425. That was a very loud bang next to me. I'm not sure if you heard that. I think a ladder just fell. But (laughs) 425, week one, September 12th, at home against the Denver Broncos. I'm going to pick the Giants to win this one. So I'm going to start off. The Giants are going to go 1-0 to start the season. I have the Giants going 1-0 as well uh, against the Denver Broncos. I think we need to get this done. Obviously, it depends on the Aaron Rodgers situation. And if he's traded to this team, which the Packers have continuously uh, denied any trade rumors, if he is, we'll obviously be changing that to probably a loss, I, I would say. If, if To be honest, I mean, you can't disrespect Aaron Rodgers, but we'll have to wait and see. For right now, both of us 1-0. After week two against the Washington football team, I'm going to say 2-0 as well. Swept them in last season's series. Uh, but in the NFC East, I guess you can call it a series. I don't know. I, that's how it works with baseball and stuff like that. So I call it a series. That's what I'm used to. Um, I have them going two games, 2-0, home and away. So I was confused about this one. I kind of had a splitting with Washington at first. Now I don't. I think we're going to go 2-0 to start the season uh, on that Thursday night football. We're going to show who's the best NFC East team in our first game in prime time for the whole country to see. I'm going to go for a win, 2-0, and uh, going into Week 3. Week 3, I think the Falcons, I think that's... It's, it's a tricky game, actually, because who knows how the Falcons are going to be. They have a very explosive offense and just an absolutely abysmal defense. I think because of their abysmal defense... And I think our defense is good enough to at least halt them a little bit on offense. I think we'll start the season 3-0, and which is kind of crazy. Um, but, you know, these first three games are definitely, I'd say, we're the favorites for all of them. Maybe Wa- maybe Den. I mean, Denver were not even the favorites, according to the bookies. So, uh, who knows? But not that, you know, it's really no one's betting yet about uh, who's going to win that game. Because, obviously, there's more moves in the offseason to be made. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to start the season 3-0 and for the Giants. And I completely agree, Alex. I think it's crazy, and obviously I'm sure one of them will slip uh, from our grasp at the end, whatever it is, because I just can't see our, our fateful New York Giants going 3-0. and But just for the prediction-wise, I guess we'll have them going 3-0 and for right now. On to the next matchup, like I said, at the Superdome. I think no matter what Superdome or not Superdome, I think we get the loss here. Um, I started that off positively, but then moved it to negative. Yeah, it's Mercedes-Benz. Whether it's Drew Brees, no Drew Brees. Obviously, I know quarterback Jameis Winston. Listen, there's a chance we win this game. We come into Mercedes-Benz, but I can't be that. I got to keep it a little bit realistic. Three and one. So for me, 
I've actually always liked Jameis Winston as a quarterback. I gotta be honest, I know a lot of people make fun of him for his turnovers, and obviously we have a turnover machine also here in New York, but I kind of think he's gonna do well with the Saints. I just have a weird feeling about it. So I think the Saints will, you know, despite their cap situation, I think they'll be still pretty solid next season. I still think they'll be a playoff team. Um, So I'm gonna go with a loss here, like you said before, because I don't think we're winning this game either. I think the Saints, they still have a good defense. Yes, they had to let a few people go, uh, cap casualties, but I think they're still a solid team with a very good offensive line who should help Winston, um, because obviously a lot of his issues are turnovers, right? And if you have a very good offensive line, you have more time to throw the ball, no need to rush the ball, no need to rush it into bad places like Jameis Winston did. And obviously the the Saints offense is kind of not run as much with those big deep balls that Jameis Winston did with the Bucks. Uh, obviously we saw it just kind of more to fit Drew Brees' skill set there. So maybe he doesn't throw as many risky throws, and I think they'll be a, a much better team. I don't know why I'm going so in-depth with the Saints here, but it's just the topic I'm passionate about with Jameis Winston. But yeah, I'm going to go with a loss there. And you want to go on to this Cowboys game now. Um, obviously it's away, and it's going to be the, probably like Fox's... Um what are they called? America's Game of the Week. Uh, Giants versus Cowboys. They usually do that for most of the Giants-Cowboys games, obviously. America's team. Um, I, I say away. We're in Jerry's world. I think this uh, offense with Dak Prescott is going to be explosive, just like we thought it was last year with all of their weapons. And, you know, everyone predicted them as NFC East champions. And then once Dak got injured, it kind of went... Um, Kind of, our NFCEs kind of went a little bit crazy there, but I think as long as he stays healthy and he's healthy by this Week 5 matchup, I think it's another loss. Uh, handed off to the Giants back-to-back weeks. I know it sucks. I'll go 3-2. and two. Yeah, I, I think, to be honest, I, I don't think we're going to sweep every divisional opponent here, and I think the Cowboys are probably the team that is the best. in the. I, you know, they improved their defense a lot in the draft, obviously. Uh, with Parsons there, and pretty much they spent every pick they had on defense. So I think their defense, while it may be young like ours was last season, maybe uh, they take a huge step uh, like we did last season as well. So who knows, but anyway, I don't see us beating them both times. Uh, I guess spoiler alert to the next game, but I do have us beat, you know, splitting with them. But I think the away game will lose and the home game will win. So I'm going to go. And also, I can't have the Giants going five, uh, uh, three and, or four and one. It just seems, it's too ridiculous, okay? Maybe one and four, but it's so stressful, you know, what's going on. We haven't seen this kind of optimism in a long time. Um, But yeah, three and two for me uh, after the Cowboys game. And only gets worse from here as the Giants drop three in a row, even their record to 500 of three and three. I just think this addition of Matthew Stafford and this explosive, another explosive offense with the Rams and their defense uh, showed how good they were last year. I think it's 3-3. Three and three. I, I, I just don't think we'll be able to go into, uh, what is it, SoFi Stadium uh, and be able to deliver. Yeah, I don't see us beating the Rams either. Like you said, I think Stafford makes them a much more competitive team. Their defense with Aaron Donald, our offensive line, is definitely a big question mark. They have a good defensive line. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with them winning there, uh, and we'll drop to 3-3. Three and three. One the thing, Panthers, oh, sorry, you know, just <laughs> before you move to the Panthers, though, the, the one thing is, though, uh, we were able to hang on with them last time, so that is something you have to factor it in. The only thing is they had Jared Goff as their quarterback, and everyone's like, maybe quarterbacks don't win you as many games. I think you're going to see the difference. So when we play, I think 
every Giants fan who's like, well, we hung on them last time. We could definitely beat them. Sure, we can. But I think you'll see week six of this NFL season what a quarterback really does to a team and what Jared Goff compared to Matthew Stafford looks like. And, you know, Josh and I were discussing this while we were talking about the schedule earlier, right? There's no such fin- uh, no such thing as an unwinnable game, right? It's football. In 60 minutes, something you never know what's going to happen. So none of these games are unwinnable. Would I bet more than 20 bucks on any of these games? Probably not, because you never know what's going to happen in football. For example, last year in Seattle, right? With a backup quarterback, we went and won the game. Who knew that we would win that game against probably one of the favorites to go to the Super Bowl? You know, you never really know. Um, But besides the point, I guess. uh, So the Panthers now, October 24th, week 7. We're almost halfway. We're not almost halfway, actually, because... They added an additional game this year. That's so confusing when you look at the final records now, and it's like nine and eight or like eight and nine, and it's just like so weird. Um, but anyway, I think we beat the Panthers. I think Sam Darnold. I like Sam Darnold. I think he'll be okay. I don't think he'll be that good. Their defense is still young, quite inexperienced. I think we beat the Panthers in Week Seven and go to four and three. Four and three and get knocked back down once again because this is where we get to that Monday Night Football game. Uh, even it out at 4-4. Four and four. And then I guess I'll just go to the Saints as well. You know, I think that this is a team that we definitely could beat. Obviously, John Gruden, you know. The Raiders, you mean, right? The Raiders. Not the Saints. I said the yeah. Saints again. Yeah, sorry. The Raiders. Yeah. We go down in Week 9. Uh, we don't go – we go down to uh, – back to MetLife. We just life. go home. We just yeah, go we back just to go home. Yeah. We go home to New Jersey for a 1 o'clock game against the Raiders. And this team is interesting with John Gruden, how he's trying to build this team. I think we can beat them. Obviously, I know winnable games, but I'm saying I'll just say it. I think we beat the I think we beat the Raiders. I like that. I, I think we uh, were able to do that and advance to five and four. Yeah, so I agree with you on the Chiefs. I don't think we're gonna win the game, but come back to this vi- come back to this video, come back to this episode when we beat the Chiefs because I think there's a chance we beat them. Um, you just I I feel like we kind of may have a nice fit for them uh, in terms of how. Uh, we match up against them. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to – I'm still predicting a loss, but, hey, look out for it. Um, and then – so what would that bring me to now? So if I'm looking here, that would bring me to three, uh, four and three, four and four, and now I'm going to have the Raiders, and I think we win that game as well. John Gruden, uh, the Raiders suck. <laughs> um, David, you know, Carr, Carr's not that good. He's an above-average quarterback. David but Carr. I think – David Carr, yeah. They're, they're unorganized, right? I, you know, the Raiders are never really a well-coached team, at least in my opinion. And I think Joe Judge, we're going to have a well-coached team, and I think uh, that'll prevail there. So I'm going to go, and that's up to 5-4 and four now, right? Okay, math is math's going well right now. Um, yeah, 5-4 and four going into the bye week, week 10 bye week, uh, which is a nice bye week time right in the middle of the season there, a little bit after the middle. Um, and it's, you know, really nice timing. And then we have a big stretch of games. And a lot of games, I think, the second half of the season where we definitely look at it and we're, you know, seeing that we're, hey, we're in playoff position at the moment. Let's, you know, keep going here. We have a tough uh, tough stretch of games with a lot of divisional opponents. Uh, and we just got to work hard through to the rest of the season. That was a joke, by the way, Alex. I wanted to let you keep going. But uh, his name's Derek Carr. But you call him David Carr. So I I said I call him David Carr. Yeah, and then I uh, and that's why I repeat. I was like, yeah, David Carr. And you're like, and then you picked up on it. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, David Carr. Yeah, and then he kept going. <laughs> but I want to cut you off. So yeah, Derek Carr and the Oakland Raiders. 
Uh, I think we both we both think we get the win. Buccaneers, again, we could you know we could hold on to it uh, until the end, and hopefully Evan Ingram doesn't drop anything or you know have any tip picks um, for anyone who remembers that. I think that in the do you remember do you know you know what I'm talking about, Alex? Tip pick, yeah, okay, yeah, out of his hands. And I've tried to wipe I've tried to wipe it out of my memory, but it's very hard. Five and five. Uh, I think we're going to be battling with 500 this whole season. So 5-5, five and five, we're back to 500 again uh, going into that Eagles game. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think we'll lose that game against the Bucks. Brady's kind of had our number ever since those Super Bowls. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't think we're winning that game. And then to the Eagles game, we're going to absolutely destroy them. 6-5, and five, and it's going to be like a 50-point win. We're going to win 50 to 0, okay? That, that's what's going to happen. We're going to destroy the Eagles. I hate the Eagles. I'm very mad at the Eagles. I hope we destroy them. Um, and we're going to go to 6-5 and five after that game in Week 12. Anyone want to play a match of rock, paper, scissors? Because I am down to completely demolish the Eagles and beat their head coach in a game of rock, paper, scissors as well, just like hopefully all the college prospects that beat them in rock, paper, scissors too. That organization's terrible. I don't care if um, their former head coach is not there, and I can't think of his name right now. Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, who put in Nate Sudfeld instead of letting his guy Hurts cook. I don't understand. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't even care if Doug Peterson's not there anymore. Now we have that coach who is a goofball. Their organization doesn't like each other. They're not fist-pumping after they make selections in the draft room. Whatever. Beat the Eagles. Get back up there to 6-5. and five, Go into the Dolphins. And this is a big one because Dolphins, they've done pretty well. And this is another thing when I was watching the Giants, um, their reaction with Carl Banks and Bob Papa. I don't know who it was. I think it was Papa that mentioned, here are two guys, Brian Flores, Joe Judge, two guys under Bill Belichick in New England and have gone off to their own teams and tried to do what they like to do. And both of them so far successful um, in at least winning over the fans. I think Flores has done a good job in his rebuilding process with all the draft picks that they've gotten. Obviously, their quarterback situation is a little iffy with Fitz- Fitzpatrick and Tua, even though they're still being rumored in trades, and they're like, why? Why are we rumored in trades or getting a quarterback in the draft? But I think like these are both coaches that like haven't gotten to like the you know the, the, the big playoff level yet or deep into the playoffs yet but they're respected in by coaches and players and fans right now so they have the fans attention both joe judge and flores let's see who wins this matchup i think the giants win this matchup and that's where i'm going seven and five i have us beating the dolphins i like that wow i'm gonna have us losing against the dolphins i think the dolphins are a much better team than us i think brian flores he has an extra year under his belt as a head coach I, I favor them. They barely missed out on the playoffs last year, and they were not six and ten. They were ten and six. So there's a big difference there um, from us almost getting into the playoffs. Um, I think they play in a tough division, and I think they will beat us uh, in week thirteen, which means we will be six and six according to my uh, record there. Chargers. I think we beat them. I think they're going to be decent, but I don't. I I don't trust their defense entirely. I think they're missing a few key pieces. I don't... I kind of... I favor us to win. I know Josh is shaking his head. He has the Chargers winning. I don't think the Chargers... I, I just don't like 
you know, they just don't have it. You know, it's just like a feeling almost. It's not even like a logical. It's just like I have a feeling about this game. It's backstory time. Um, so I was talking to my dad about this game. I don't know why I said it. It's backstory time. Um, no, I was talking to my dad about this game, and he was saying the same exact thing. Like, oh, the Chargers aren't that good. The Chargers are, like, they have a good team. I don't know why everyone's, like, downing them. I'm literally, I'm not a Chargers fan or anything. It's just Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Go ahead. Yeah, but Mike Williams, uh, or Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are constantly injured. And then they don't have an offensive line. They don't have. They don't have an offensive line. Yes, they. I Balaga. get they drafted Slater. They drafted Slater. They have Brian Balaga as well. I. I Brian was literally. Balaga's like. This was yesterday. Brian the Balaga's argument. like ninety-seven years old. Okay. Brian Balaga's like ninety-seven. So now years we're old. making. So now we're making. We're not. We're making jokes, Alex. We're making old jokes. Well, it's just like I don't think he's not the same Dave, offensive lineman he used to be. Dave Corey Lindsley as well. Okay, an average center. I, I don't think they're that good it's of a not team. An average Justin center. Hurt. Corey Lindsay's not bad. Okay, and defensively, I don't think you know they don't have anyone Joey too Bosa. great. There's Joey Bosa. All right, but one player doesn't make the. De- oh, the Chargers suck. Okay, that's just my point. Oh my God, Kenneth Murray, Chris Harris from the Broncos. They got him the other. I think it was last year. And Derwin James, their strong set. Okay. Listen, I'm going to disagree with my father, and I'm going to disagree with you as well. I think the Chargers are going to be really good. We saw in his rookie season how good Justin Herbert was. Imagine how good he could be this year if he breaks out. Why? Why are you leaning back like that? <laughs> I, <laughs> he's – what? I don't know. I just – I don't – I think Justin Herbert's not going to be as good in his second season. Okay. Watch. Let's keep going Watch. because we're almost at the 30 <laughs> – we're, we're almost at the 30-minute mark. We're not even done with our schedule. Let's let's get this done with. Um we don't want to get too far, Alex. We, we don't want to go down a rabbit hole that we did last year. I saw our, our episode last year was an hour long <laughs> talking about the schedule. So let, let's keep it going. Okay. Loss to the Chargers. That's going to put my record at 7-6. and six. Home to the Dallas Cowboys. I think we can split with them. I think we got we got this uh, at home. So that's going to be 8-6. and six. Yep, I got that right. And then, Alex, you mind if I just go to the Eagles? I think we sweep them. I want to sweep them. Let's sweep them. Okay, they're swept. 9-6. and six. Yeah, so I have us beating the Cowboys at home. I have us beating the Eagles away. The Eagles suck. I agree with you. Nine and six here. Um, and then we kind of go into these final uh, two games here against the whoa, Bears whoa, whoa, whoa. and then Washington. You had us uh, beating the Chargers, though. Wouldn't that be 10 and six? No, 10 and. No, but I had us losing to the Dolphins, whereas you had them winning. Got it. So that's where the, the difference. Well, there, no is, there is no difference, actually. That's why same ours records. are the same. So we're nine and six here. Wait, no, yep. that can't be right. Oh yes, it can be right. We're nine and six going in to the final two games of the season. Bears, week seventeen, one o'clock. I'm gonna go with a loss here against the Bears. I think Giants fans, I, I'm sorry to say it. I think the Giants fans are underrating the Bears. I think the Bears still have an extremely good defense. They have some nice pieces on offense. Andy Dalton did pretty decent for the Cowboys last year. I'm not saying he was insane. And I think Justin Fields will take over pretty quickly for Andy Dalton. And I think Justin Fields will be good in the NFL. Just have a feeling about that. So I think that's going to be a loss for us. I I don't think the Bears are going to be as uh, bad as we think they are going to be. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're probably like a 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight and nine type of team. I don't think they're like a 
a 5-12 and 12 type, uh, type of team. That's all I was going to say about it. But, yeah, I say we lose to the Bears here. No worry when it comes to the Ohio State quarterbacks. Obviously, the last one that was big in the first round was Dwayne Haskins. And who knows where he is right now. But, um, listen, I'm going to actually go on the side of Giants fans because I am one myself. I think we can beat the Bears. The thing is with the Bears, it just has not gone well. Like, in recent years, we have just not played well against the Bears and games have not gone our way. I mean, obviously this year, like you said, Alex, earlier, added intensity now because they lose. They lose any game. We're happy. They lose against us. We're even more happy because we beat them. That adds a game to our record and loses a game on their record and we have their draft pick, right? So I think we win. I think we go to 10 wins on the season. 10 and 6, right? I think that's where I am right now. Am I at 10 and 6? I think I'm at 10 Yeah, you're at 10 and 6 and I'm at 9 and... Seven. Yeah, and I can't have the Giants getting 11 wins. <laughs> I, I just can't. I'm way too positive five the Giants getting 11 wins. Um, and as much as I hate this because I think we could beat up Washington and they don't have a good quarterback and they don't, I think one of the teams that, you know, obviously I don't even think we might even get 10 wins this season. Right now I'm just going game by game and I can't have them getting 11 wins. So 10-7, and seven, my final record for the Giants. I think they split with Washington uh, in the last week of the season. I'm going to have them winning against Washington. Daniel Jones will continue to go undefeated against the Washington football team, and uh, that'll finish off our season at 10-7. and seven. Will 10-7 and seven be enough to make the playoffs? I think divisionally, the Cowboys could have a better record than us, and we did split with them, right? We did beat Washington twice, so I don't think Washington would be able to, uh, you know, get ahead of us in the NFC East. I mean, obviously they did last year, but I don't think it'll happen again. So who knows if we're winning the division? I'd say we make the playoffs as a wild card spot here, and I think Dallas wins the division. That's just kind of my if I had to. I, obviously, we would have to do a separate Dallas one, and we're just like, who cares, you know? Hopefully, they lose. And we'll be top of the division. That's all I care about. But 10-7 and seven for me, making the playoffs. Josh, do you have the Giants making the playoffs? Agreed. Um, to everything except, obviously, mine is going to be a little bit different as we split with the Washington football team. And the only team that we have the upper hand against when it comes to 2-0 and o is the Philadelphia Eagles for me. Because I have them splitting with the Cowboys, splitting with the Eagles. And I don't think the Eagles will be—Eagles could be contenders with us. I think Washington will finish bottom of the division. Um, I think the Cowboys will— do you think the Eagles are going to be close? You don't think Eagles are finishing bottom of the division? They could. I mean, we'll have to see. I don't know. I just don't I don't have as much confidence in Washington as you do. But anyway, let me finish. You have something. Hold on to it. I see you were about to take a deep breath in and begin on your uh, talking ways. But anyway, <laughs> let, me, let me just finish real quick. But I, I still, yeah. So second in division, uh, Cowboys first. And I think with a 10-7 and 7 record, we make the wild card. And I, I, I think we really do. Um, we obviously, I think, predicted some wild card stuff last year. Didn't really work out. And then we can do it. I mean, you're just being disrespectful to Ryan Fitzmagic. I, that's all I'm going to say. I think Fitzmagic's going to clutch up like crazy for the Washington football team. And we saw what he did last year with the Dolphins, right? He had a positive record. Did he play every single game? No, but he played a decent chunk of them. And they did pretty well. I think they're going to be definitely better than Josh expects here. And I can guarantee you for 100% that they will not finish at the bottom of the division. I'm not going to put a bet on it because then again, it's football, like I like to say. So who knows? Um, But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. And that's the schedule pretty much. So 
Do you have anything else before uh, we wrap it up here for this episode that went probably longer than anticipated? Granted that we were only going over each game. Yeah, it's all right. It is what it is. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. Besides that, um, it's plug time. So um, we're going to be plugging some stuff, some extra stuff that could help us out here as Alex does a thing with his finger to wrap. <laughs> um, that usually means wrap it up. Um, but yeah, we, we will wrap it up. But first of all, I don't care because these are my articles. I'm going to plug them. Please go check out, since our last episode has been recorded, I released an article on this 2021 Giants NFL Draft, a recap on that. Please go check that out. Uh, and most recently, yesterday, I released an article, 2021 New York Giants UDFAs recap. If anyone knows the UDFAs that we signed, because I was like, let's make an article for it, because no one ever knows who our UDFAs are, unless you're like a really big Giants fan, obviously. So if you do know like the names, they're like, oh yeah, that Brett Heggie guy. Read my article, you'll figure out a little bit more about him. Um, he's a center out of Florida. I'll start that off. Go to thegiantate.com to find out more on Jake Burton, Brett Heggie, and Raymond Johnson the third. Uh, I thank Alex for editing them. Don't give him enough recognition for that, as he always likes to point out. So, Alex, thank you so much for editing them. No one else is clapping. No, I, no, I, I don't like round of applause. It makes me not okay. feel good. So let, let's let's skip that part. We'll pretend like that didn't happen. What else can you find on thegiantate.com? How about that? So there's a lot of things you can find. Well, there's two more things, really. Um, <laughs> there's the episodes um, that we have on there. So if you want to listen on there instead of uh, one of the other platforms, uh, make sure to go check that out. You can find all the platforms on there as well that the podcast is on. And the second thing is the newsletter. At the bottom of the homepage, we have the newsletter. That'll give you updates on new episodes, blog posts, everything that happens. Not everything, because obviously we're not spamming you, but anything important that happens um, with the podcast. So make sure to do that as well. And uh, that's it for me for the giantake.com. Josh will plug everything else. Of course I will, Alex, as you know. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Giant Take, but mainly Twitter, because that's where we like to post everything, uh, you know. We, lo- we like a just lot more. Just do both. Yeah. Just do both. Yeah, Why do does it. it matter? Just do both. All right, all right, all right. Instagram and Facebook. Instagram and Facebook at the Giant Take, at the Giant Take Pod on Twitter if you want to go follow us there. At Joshola29 for me, at Anorian23 for Alex. Um, Alex, got to, like, retweet more stuff. I feel like you really just, like, tweet from the Giant Take. I, I don't know. I just, like, ugh, I don't know. For some reason, it's, like, weird from my personal account. I don't know. It's, like, weird because I, uh, obviously, we run two podcasts, so, like, it's weird, like, if I post about one thing and then not about the other thing, and then it's, like, weird. Um, but, yeah, I should definitely post more. I mean, I post everything, though. Like, when the Knicks win, I'm, like, retweeting Knicks stuff and posting Knicks win and stuff like that. I don't know. You know, it's my personal account. I want to do what I want, but I, I'm just advising you do some more stuff on that personal Twitter account. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. That'll be your next goal for next episode. Post. That's your goal. One thing, retweet or post one thing on your personal account by next episode. It's like the easiest assignment. That's your homework. All right, how about this? Next episode, we'll review what I've retweeted and posted in the past week, and we'll uh, figure that out and see what I did. Yeah, we'll, we'll see from your personal okay. account. Okay. We'll see if Alex remembers as well. But um, Oh, I'm definitely going to forget. Well, well that, don't worry. Then it's better, <laughs> it's better for me to bring it up because then I get to, you know, talk to you about it and... Uh, you know how I like to do that. But anyway, wherever you're listening, please subscribe as we'd like to do our friendly banter here. Uh, drop a five-star rating or review. We'd really appreciate it. Subscribe to our uh, – or 
I haven't done the YouTube stuff yet, subscribe on YouTube as well and drop a like. Uh, you are not able to comment, but drop a like. Subscribe. I said that already, but yeah. Uh, subscribe to our other podcast, Talking Blues, uh, Chelsea podcast, as they dropped a game against Arsenal. But they'll be back, hopefully rebounding this weekend against Leicester City. And we could be England champions as well as UEFA uh, Champions League champions, which is basically the champions of Europe uh, at the end of the month. So we'll have to wait and see about that. But thank you so much for supporting us. We really appreciate it. And Alex, now you can do your closing outro to wrap it up as I <laughs> for anyone listening I did the Alex where I twirl my finger in a circle I, I didn't even mean to do it like it's wrap up I was just trying to like do like because like you were like I'm just gonna plug and I was like yeah let me just do that anyway don't worry about it I'll never do that again thank you for listening to episode number 94 of the giant take podcast um, we really appreciate it I've been your host Alex always joined by Josh and we'll see you next time with another giant take episode Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.